Anna Leong Brophy, are you there? I am here. Emily Lloyd Saney, are you there? No, I've nipped out. I've gone down the beach. <laughs> I'm uh, having a little, I'm going to bingo tonight. You know. Oh, yeah. But that's not for now. Now it's time for Still Legit, a podcast with me and you. Yeah, this is the podcast where we discuss whether the films, books, TV shows and general popular culture of our youth, whether or not it's still legit. And we've got a real blinder today. This week, we are revisiting the classic Wizard of Oz. And in our last podcast, when we were teasing forward to it, I was like, the Judy Garland version. Ain't no other version. I mean, there's the version where Michael Jackson plays Dorothy, but... I what? Think... So, sorry, stop. <laughs> sorry, stop. Why are we not reviewing that one? The Wiz. Oh, we'll have to do that another time. Have you ever seen The Wiz? No, I've never seen The Wiz. Oh, Diana Ross is in it. It's like the what? Motown version of The Wizard of Oz. I did not know that. <laughs> is it like? Is it as good as when? Have you seen when Cher did... Oh, what film is it? West Side Story, but on her own? What? Cher has done West Side Story on her own, playing all the characters. No. True fact. Fact, fact, fact. I'm going to send it to you. And everyone just um, pause this, have a watch, come back. Why are we not reviewing this? (laughs) All right, we'll put it in there for another episode. You've brought me the whiz today and I give you... The gift of Cher. Cher doing West Side Story, no less. Do you want to do a rundown of The Wizard of Oz? I'm hoping that anyone listening knows the story of Wizard of Oz. Do you think there'll be someone? Well, yeah, I think it's more like people are like, oh yeah, the Wizard of Oz, Dorothy, Yellow Brick Road, but the actual ins and outs of the film, I think... Well, that weirdly is something I noticed when watching it when I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. So if we can do a quick one without going into it too much, because some things that you might have in your synopsis, I'll be like, that's the stuff I didn't know was in there. Okay, so you want me to guess the things? Yes. I'm sorry, we've been working together a long time, Anna. Okay. (laughs) Well, no pressure for me. Okay, uh, so The Wizard of Oz is a story concerning Dorothy. Spoiler. Yeah, spoiler, big spoiler. But she is at home in Kansas with her aunt and uncle, and M. What's uncle's name? Henry. Oh, shit. I was like trying to get you on a trick question. <laughs> no, I'm too quick for you. She's too quick for me. <laughs> um, so she's back at the farm at uh, what looks like the middle of nowhere and she runs away from home because her mean neighbour I mean she's been bitten by the dog so she says she's going to get the sheriff to put the dog down yeah. and Dorothy's like oh no and she runs away <laughs> she meets a little carnival man and he tries to get her to go home but before she can really get to shelter there's a big hurricane a tornado And she's swept away over the rainbow to this magical land and accidentally kills a wicked witch. Yeah. Right? So far, so good. I mean, I'm probably going into too much detail. No, it's it's fine. Yeah, she kills the wicked witch. In the end, there's a caper, right? Yeah. She she goes on an adventure. She meets some fun characters along the way. She has to get to Emerald City. Yeah. Where the Wizard of Oz will be able to send her home. She's aided by, like, the shittest witch ever, Glinda. It's about her mission to get home. Is that enough, do you reckon? See, I put so much detail and you were just like, yeah, she's trying to get home. It's a synopsis. You're like, and she's got this this hair and her bra size is... Just like any of those. (laughs) Well, interesting thing about her bra size, yeah. Oh my God, I thought you had something. (laughs) I thought you had something. No, I do. I mean, about a bra size? There's more to... Well, did you know that she was, like, bound? Oh, yes, I did. She's corseted in. Yeah, and, like, she was strapped down. They, like, used bandages to strap her titties down. What's really interesting about this episode of Still Legit is it's impossible to review just the movie without everything that was going on behind the scenes. So I'm really looking forward to getting into that. But before we do, my sweet, sweet love, do you want to check in? Let's have a check in. You're right. How are you? Oh, um, I know this is a... <laughs> Any check-in that starts with that noise, I'm like, it's going to be positive. 
Yeah, it's all positive. I'm just absolutely sick of this. Am I allowed to say that? I'm sick of it. It's an, a free environment, but I think yeah. it's fair to say we're, as I call it, Donny Sipovitz. Yeah, we're Donny Sipovitz. We don't know why we're Donny Sipovitz, but we are. Look, yesterday I made some amazing cardamom buns, like Swedish cardamom buns. I think you're going to have to post a picture of them because people are like, yeah, yeah, buns. These buns, did you make them really late? Because you texted me the picture quite late and I was like, it's too late for those buns, but I want one. Yeah, because they have to like rise. They're like bread essentially. So they have to like rise and then you have to leave them. And da, da, da. Look, the point is they were great. I'm so pleased that I know how to make them, but I did not want to fucking make those buns. Nothing would have made me happier than to just go to a fucking cafe mm. and buy... A bun. Yeah. I want a bun. I'm going to a cafe. I'll get ripped off. I don't care. I'll pay whatever. I, don't I won't care. moan. I'll go to that swanky Scandinavian cafe and I'll pay £4.20 to eat a bun. <laughs> Similarly, I will go to Pret and I'll pay £2.75 for the croissant of doom. You yeah. know the one, the ham and cheese one. Give it to me. She wants the croissant of doom. And I want the, the, the most important thing, the most important factor there is I don't want to fucking make it. Don't make me make it. I don't want to make another piece of food ever again. I can't enjoy it when I've made it. Without outing you, you are at a point in your cycle where you just need the sweet things in front of you. I'm on my period, guys. She doesn't need four hours of baking, but they did look so fit. They were fit. There's still some left if you guys want some. Oh, come on, Anna. That's not fair. Do you know what? Our email is isitstilllegit at gmail.com. Let's yeah. see if she's all talk or <laughs> cardamom bum. I will. I said cardamom bum, but I meant bum. Cardamom bum. You're all cardamom, mate. That I will. If you're in the UK, that is a caveat. Not if you're <laughs> outside the UK. Um, because I am obsessed with tracking how many people listen to this and where they're listening, can I just say, we yeah. have listeners in Romania, Greece, like we've got some in the Netherlands, there's some in Australia, we know some Americans, so I'm, you know, that doesn't surprise me so much, but who you know in Romania, baby? I don't know anyone in Romania, so hi. I mean, I know some Romanians here, so maybe they've like... Pass it on. Yeah. Or maybe Romania's just into us. That's em. what I'm thinking. Don't question it. If you want Egg to do a live gig, <laughs> me and Anna are, are a sketch duo, by the way, that works better in context. <laughs> in Romania, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> we're in when we're allowed. Yeah, so I'm okay. I'm, I'm fine. There was a, also a moment the other day, you know, the clap. We do the clap for the NHS. Oh, yeah. The least the NHS deserves is the clap. Last Thursday, went outside and it was like one minute two and there was a woman across the road standing, I assumed, waiting for the clap to begin. And then I looked at my watch and I was like, oh, it's eight o'clock. Oh, but they're not. Oh, she's not. Okay, fine. I just started clapping. Everyone else started clapping. Then I realised mm. that actually the reason why she was standing there was because she was on a video call and she was sassing our road for not clapping. It's one minute too. Whilst not clapping her <laughs> own self. And she was getting sassy and being like, nobody claps on our road. I don't know why she was scarce, but yeah, she was saying no one claps on a road. Be part of the solution, not the problem, lady. Yeah, if you're listening, lady. And then she and then she had to start clapping because everyone started clapping and then she was just the only bitch on the road not clapping. Because then she's just videoing people clapping. Exactly. What a hypocrite. About the clap for NHS, my, yeah. my favourite bit of it, I love seeing all the neighbours out and banging pots and pans and stuff. My favourite bit is like, one minute, two minutes past eight, when everyone's looking at each other, like, when do we stop? And it kind of peters out yeah. into a, and this is every week, it peters out into a kind of awkwardness. You know what I'm like with silences, Anna? I cannot leave a silence. <gasps> she starts doing a stand-up I start gig. doing a bit. <laughs> start telling an she anecdote. doing a club But set. now I have made it my job for when it starts to peter out, going, same time next week. No one replies. Oh my god! Oh my god! Of course you do. It has become the signal for the end. <laughs> Same time next week. Everyone oh. hates me. So every year when Emily and I go to the Edinburgh Festival, we get less and less good at talking to people. 
I particularly. You hate it, don't you? You hate it. Just hate people. <laughs> no, I don't. I just hate people. <laughs> There's a specific chat though in Edinburgh and it's very draining and it's exhausting. So I get it. Yeah, yeah. No shade, but I just can't bear it. So what happens is that I'll just sort of stop talking because someone's talking at me about how great their show is and what the critics don't get about their show and yeah or the audience what the audience don't understand <laughs> and i'll kind of just stop talking or listening engaging i guess and emily will be forced because of her chronic uh, fear of empty silences she'll just be forced to jump in constantly and i have an edinburgh anecdote <laughs> Everyone has an Edinburgh anecdote. The last time we went up, I, t- I twisted my ankle two days before. I must have told half of Edinburgh oh, this story yeah. because Anna would go into silence and I'd be like, I twisted my ankle. It's like the I carried a watermelon thing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm saying words. Yeah, and I love you for it. And now I, at the end of every podcast, I'm going to be like, same time next week. Same time next week. Am I right? The Wizard of Oz. Before we start, do you know when it was... I don't know when it was filmed. Uh, And I'm not going to guess this one. Okay. It's earlier than you think. I kind of want you to... to, Oh, okay, okay. I kind of want you to guess. No, because then you'll just be like, oh, Emily, Judy Garland wasn't even alive then. Give it a bash. Go on, give it a bash. 1873. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Was it 1957? 1939, mofo. Yeah. Wow. Yes. The eve of the Second World War. Oh my goodness. So can you imagine when you think about that, why there must have been so much behind that film? Like, it kind of came out at the perfect time for escapism, that kind of, there's a kind of patriotic theme about it as well. And of course, you know, the sepia to technicolour thing that they do. I actually forgot that it was going to turn into colour. In my head, I think I thought it had been remastered somewhere or something. Right, from the 1800s, yeah. From 1873, yeah. (laughs) It's such an iconic film. So much of it does still look great. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, let's just get straight into Dorothy, because first of all, here's a film based on a story that is completely centred around this young woman and all the other powerful players, apart from the wizard who's not really powerful, spoiler, Mm. Um, (laughs) Yeah, there's going to be spoilers in this one. There has to be. (laughs) You should have watched it. You've had so many years. Over 90. Yeah. 90. (laughs) Pretty much. You've got all the, you know, you've got the witches, you've got Dorothy and so on. And Dorothy like takes a lot of characters to hand. She does. Just one note on the characters. Mm. I never realised that the people at the start were the people. Yeah. Did you? Did you know that? Yeah, but I don't remember registering it. Not as the actors, just as, oh, they've said the word courage. They've said the word heart. Yeah, yeah. And it, because part of it is like, how many times have I seen the beginning of Wizard of Oz? I don't think, yeah. As many, not as many times I've seen the rest of the Wizard of Oz. It's this kind of fever dream that she's having because she's been knocked out and she's populating the world with the people in her life. The farmhands mm. who work on the farm become the three companions that she has. The lion that needs some courage. 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 Why does the lion woof? He's fantastic. I love the lion. He's the he's the best of all of them. I think he's wonderful and so funny. But I've got two questions. One, he doesn't really need courage. And two... Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold the phone. What he needs is to learn how to roar, Hold not woof. He woofs like a... D- no, I'm saying it, Anna. The tin man don't need a heart. He's crying all the time. The scarecrow does not need a brain. He needs bones. Why are you describing the whole point of the film like that? <laughs> like, sorry, he doesn't. They don't need any of those things. Yeah, that's the point of the film. No, it isn't. Because, it okay, is. I'll, when we get to the end, I'll call you back on this because I don't like that bit either. I don't like what it stands for. <laughs> I think I've missed the point massively, but no. Okay, you know, okay, let's go, okay. Sorry, going back, okay. So all the people populate and she makes it into them. Okay, let's talk about, let's just talk about when she when she gets to whatever world, over the rainbow, whatever. It's Oz. And she's killed this witch. She has, she kills two people. She kills two people. Witches are people, two guys, and 
She hashtag not all witches. She she gives zero fucks, no fucks given. And this is the thing about Dorothy the whole way through is that she is pure morality. Mm-hmm. Everything she says, like whenever she takes charge of a situation, it is always out of this weird feelings don't come into it. This is pure morality. It doesn't matter if it's really scary to confront this person. She will confront a lion mm. and smack him in the nose because shame on you for picking on people who are smaller than you in that strange old 40s voice that they all do. (laughs) And, uh, well, I guess 30s voice. It's so like, oh, she's she's killed someone. She feels bad because she didn't mean to do it, but she's not like, oh my God, there's a person dead. She's like fucking singing along with the munchkins who are so problematic. So so problematic but yeah she kills i mean throughout it she's so proud that she's melted the the other wicked witch at the end as well pops back with a broom we melted her like you asked um you killed a woman you're a killer you're a killer and for for why rocking around in her shoes the witch the wicked witch of the west had ample opportunity to kill all of them and never killed no. them. She's she can throw fireballs. She throws a fireball at some point. At one point, at the straw man. Okay, so that's slightly killing him. But she never takes the opportunity to kill any of them. While we're doing character analysis on this wicked witch, may I just say, please? I never realised it was just a splash of water that ended this bitch. Fuck me. If- You can be melted by a simple splash of water. Why have you got one hanging around in a turret? A random bucket of water. Random bucket of water. Hanging about in a turret. And also... For why? Get yourself some defences. You got yourself all the pyrotechnics. Get yourself a raincoat. (laughs) Get yourself a bloody raincoat. Get a poncho. Lady needs some PPE. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Exactly. That frustrated me. Why... In this fantasy world, can you not engineer a reason for that bucket of water to be there? They're on a turret, as you say. It's like Superman wandering into his nemesis's uh, Lex Luthor's spare room. And there's just some kryptonite yeah. in there. Oh no, hang on. No, that's wrong, isn't it? Because that's Superman's. Actually, it'd be his own spare room. And he keeps... He's got, he's got a spare room with some kryptonite yeah. in it. And that's where he'll choose to fight his nemesis. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on? Water? Zero sense. They put a lot of thought into the details and I think a lot of drugs into the details as well in that kind of singing in the rain madness way. But you're going to melt the witch. I was quite cross. Also, I forgot, this is jumping a bit, not like me at all. (laughs) Um, I forgot the songs. Like some of the songs, I have to say, are so weak. Oh yeah, like somewhere over the rainbow, classic. There's one sure. where literally they're like three tra la 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 las and a boppity bippity cha. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, three tra la 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 las. I've written it down. Who knows? Can we ju- can we just briefly talk about Glinda's outfit? We cannot talk briefly about Glinda. Let's go in. Glinda's fucking voice is weird. She's a shit stirrer. Didn't you come here for the slippers? And then they go and get the slippers and they're on Dorothy's foot. And I'm like, and then she's like, you've made an enemy out of her. You made me an yeah, enemy out bitch. of her, mate. You're fucking making me. And also set me up. Stop talking about witches. Like I know what witches are. Can you explain, please, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. And also later on, you've always had the power. She, Dorothy's like, why didn't you tell me before if I had the power to go oh, home? Oh, so that I could learn the lesson that I should never leave my backyard ever. <laughs> Fuck. She also said, you wouldn't believe me. You wouldn't believe oh, me. Oh, such a great Well, Glinda. try me. Fucking yeah, try exactly. me. Yeah, exactly. Also, Glinda, tone down the puff sleeves and the giant. <laughs> we get it. You think you're fancy, but you've got the, the biggest crown. She's she's a shit stirrer. She's all like, oh no, only bad witches are ugly, which is definitely not legit. Yeah. Rude. Get over yourself, Glinda. You ain't all that. And and the, the Wicked Witch of the West is personified as the woman who had asked, like the neighbour who tried to get the dog put down. Yes. Uh, Toto put down. Toto, absolute legend, actually. Toto, I think, might even beat the dog in The Artist. Yeah, very strong work. Such strong... And it was the 30s, so... Well, it was really the height of dog work, wasn't <laughs> it? Really. 
I think he probably had one of those mansions on the Hollywood Hills. He just dealt with that transition into talking films so well. <laughs> that dog's actually Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> what a cameo. So she's personified as the neighbour who tried to get Toto put Yeah, on. and I'm like, I'm sorry. This is just a woman. Okay, I have to just get to it. And I know it's at the end of the film. But the way that the film is wrapped up is so problematic to me overall and one of the things is that Dorothy's desperate to go home and so on and so on the reason she ran away is not resolved oh my god yes right someone was about to kill your dog absolutely get out of there your only friend like and then she turns to the three old men who work on the farm (laughs) and is like I love you I'll never leave everything I ever need is in my backyard it's like no it's not That woman is still alive and she still wants to put your dog down. Yeah, are you going to marry one of these men? Are you going to be given as a child bride to one of these (laughs) old farmhands? (laughs) Like, if you want to go and, like, date and have a family or, like, do anything in your life apart (laughs) from just stagnate on a farm, then no, that is not the mentality to have. You should have stayed in Oz. Yeah, she should have stayed in Oz. She had literally nothing going on there. I'm, I'm not about rewriting The Wizard yes, of Oz Yes, you are, now. and that's fine. Okay. But I am, yeah, I am. Okay, thank you. They should have had the neighbour come back in that final scene. Like, oh, thank God, Dorothy, you're alive. A bit of humanity. I'm not a witch, I'm a real human person. And secondly, you know, in actuality, she would have then defeated the witch. In Oz, she melts her, right? She kills her. Are they saying, right, complete the job, (laughs) go and kill her? Yeah, I think they are. (laughs) Twice, this kind of moral message is given. And it's that, to come back to the bit that you you were like, put a pin in it. Lion, you didn't need courage. You had courage all along. Um, Tin Man, you didn't need a heart. You had a heart all along. Kind of that kind of thing. But hang on. No, because that's not the message. They don't say you had that all along. Because actually the lion does something really brave. The Tin Man sticks by her. The Scarecrow has a really good idea. So it would have been an amazing message being like, look, you've done it. But actually, there's this long-ass monologue but being thought... like, you don't need this, you just need accolades. You don't need courage, you need a medal. You don't need brains. I know men at university who have less brains than you, but they've got diplomas, so here's a diploma. I do think that that's what that is. I mean... Not enough, Anna. It's it's a really... Not for your old pal, Emily. I was like, um... <laughs> Not for Emily. Excuse me, they've just done all the things. Just say, guys, you've done it. You're great. Off your, yeah. off your whiz. Also, Dorothy never notices any of this. She's never like, actually, mate, that was really clever. Well done. Dorothy, how dare you? She starts off being like to the scarecrow, well, yeah, maybe, I mean, I don't know what the wizard can do, but we can we can try and you won't be any worse off than if you stay here, if you come with me. By mm. the time she's got to the Tin Man, she is fully out and out pyramid scheme promising that he will get a heart from this wizard. Listen, yeah, listen, yeah, when we get in there, he's going to hook you up so good, yeah? Exactly. She's like, okay, all you have to do is come to the Emerald City and sign up for our timeshare and you will be the recipient of a Lamborghini. It's like, no, you can't just kind of say that you're going to, yeah, come on this quest with me. Come with us. You don't even know where you're going. How did you know which of those yellow brick roads to take? Where do I go? Okay, I want to tell you this and I just, if I don't tell you now, will it ever get into this episode? I'm so excited to hear what you have to say. I got a leading role in a school play once. What? primary school play. I was Dorothy (gasps) in The Wizard of Oz. Oh my God. Now, my family did not have a video camera. Nor did mine. But some other kids' parents did. And I remember there was just this VHS that had a very short clip of me. It is some of the worst acting you will ever see a child do. Oh, but baby, that's... And I... No, no. I remember being more intrigued about what stage fright was than acting. So I think what I was doing was acting stage fright, like a proper (gasps) little attention-seeking twat. Like a true actor. So the clip is me, I don't know where it is now. Oh, please find it and post it on social. The clip is me just frozen with my arms out really dramatically. And I just say, you are a very wicked witch. And the scene changes and I still stand there, but it looks 
so extra and so affected. I'm like, she did not have stage fright. And all my only memory from that play is coming off being like, I think I got stage fright. What? I love Hi. that. You're such a complicated person. My mum sequined these little kitten heels for me <gasps> and I tried I tried to wear them everywhere after the play. Like, why not? Come on, I got ruby shoes. Kitten heels? Little kitten heels, baby. Oh my god, that's so fancy. Thank you. She was very cool. I feel like I'm excited about how much craft you're going to get to do once you have a child. <laughs> She's going to be such a shit actress and I'm going to film everything. <laughs> I'm talking about making the shoes. You're like, I'm going to humiliate my child. Oh, I thought you meant the craft as in my craft, my acting craft. Oh, see, she makes everything about her acting. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I love that. So I think that is so... That is nothing to do with it. But I just completely forgot in the memory until I put the film on and halfway through I was like, oh my God, I've played Dorothy. And I think my mum told me I look like Judy Garland or something. So I was really smug. I do not. <laughs> well, I mean, shall we talk briefly about the fact that Judy Garland was 16 and had been through puberty and... Well, she'd... this is why Still Legit is so interesting. Well, th this particular film for Still Legit is so interesting because we could talk, well, we could make the whole episode about whether the film is still legit with its themes. But actually, what's way more interesting is what that studio di did and was doing to Judy Garland mm. at the time. Yeah. Definitely. And when you watch it through those eyes, knowing that, suddenly everything changes well yeah i mean there is certainly something to say for the fact that when i watch it now i'm like a lot of the time the camera goes to her and her eyes are brimming with tears and tears know. yeah and i'm like that is an ingenue she's too old to play the part she should be playing the young ingenue in you know like a love interest or something like that uh-huh yeah i mean she was 16 that's still quite young no i know but like she has the look of a woman yeah, she looks like a woman. Do you know Shirley Temple was meant to play it? Did you read oh, that? Oh, really? No. She, well, this is part of why. So Shirley Temple was meant to play the part. Don't know why she didn't, but it was obviously owned by the same studio. Yeah. So this was the one that got Judy Garland her, her break. But because Shirley Temple looked so young, they were like, she's got to look young. I.e., we've got to make her skinnier, younger. And she was put, allegedly put on a diet of 80 cigarettes a day because right then they were meant to keep you thin and be an appetite suppressant mm -hmm. diet pills yeah a lot of diet pills she was she was bound she was corseted there were prosthetics on her nose which i was trying to find and i was like i've seen worse prosthetics these days you can't see them mm. so i don't know how true that is here's my thing right going back to that famous munchkin scene yeah imagine filming that under the influence of all those fucking... And weak from hunger. Weak from hunger, off your tits. She must have been spinning the... F I was looking for the mania in her eyes. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> so... It's so trippy. The munchkins, who I believe... I believe appear to be a mixture of children. Yeah, what? Yeah, I could not work this out because all their voices are altered as well. I mean, you can barely listen to that bloody munchkin song it's, it's painful what are they even saying it's so unnecessarily long it's <laughs> and everyone uh, accepts her and, you're and like... it's creepy as well it's like you're singing about a woman who has died so it's ding dong the witch is dead that yeah. goes on for ages then they all step forward from different gangs and communities oh my what god what are these gangs it's like some of them from like the locked key gang what the, are you talking about we are the kids of the locked key gang and they are horrifying absolutely terrifying so i did read that the munchkins sexually harassed her on set they'd keep putting their hands up her dress Fucking but then i was like hell. then it came on and i was like these are these aren't just small people these are children as well that's so and, and then it made me think like when she's acting with these her companions these three older men and you've got glinda and auntie m who was protecting her? Who was looking after her? Yeah, was there a chaperone? or Who was watching out for her? And I don't know if anyone was. Mm -hmm. And that's, that made me quite sad. Yeah, I think that was sort of the um, overtone of her whole life was... Yeah. In a, in a way, like Amy Winehouse, just 
a commodity for the people who Britney. are making money. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of tragedy, when mm. when when Amy should not be going on tour, should not be going on TV, yeah. is very unwell and not putting that person's well-being at the forefront, but being like, make it work. I don't care how, and I'll cover my eyes. I don't want to see that you're unwell. You are a cash cow and you are owned by this studio. Yeah, exactly. Do you know when they stopped doing that? Like, I know people are still like, now you have to sign up to five Judd Apatow films or something, <clears throat> I don't know. But um, Oh, you're talking about like contracts, like MGM contracts and things like that. Yeah. In the 60s and 70s, because um, it couldn't kind of compete with TV. Okay. All right. Good to know. I have read in order for anyone to try and get any diversity of roles, they'd have to battle with the studio that technically owned them or try and get released from their contract to go with other, you know, other studios to make other films. Because I've been down the Wikipedia rabbit hole with this before. (laughs) Where it's just, they were just like, oh, for example, Rita Hayworth, she plays the sultry, sultry temptress. That's all she gets. And yeah, she'd be like, oh, I'd quite like a bit more of a meaty role. And they're like, put this polka dot bikini on, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So yeah, they would really get stuck in those situations. And that is, ab- I mean, imagine how much power they have now with some, you know, it's so clearly displayed with like Weinstein and stuff like that. Imagine yeah. the kind of power literally one person has your whole career. And that's what I mean. Who was on set making sure this young girl didn't eat too much, that she smoked it, that she took her pills? No. It, yeah. it's, it's quite, it's so creepy. It's like you when we're in Edinburgh with me. <laughs> I can't wait till we're reunited and I can do that to you again. <laughs> me neither. Till you can feed me. You're right. I want to know how you are, Emily. You're right. Well, no, I'm not. <laughs> oh, baby, why? Because, Anna, you know I've mentioned, and I will whisper, my neighbour's on one side. Yeah, yeah. All across the road, who knows where they are. Yeah. Exactly, in a different country. Who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, I made a little vegetable patch in my garden. That's right, I've got a garden. Very lucky. Made a little vegetable patch out of some soil. Yeah. And... That. I'm quite new to growing stuff. Me and Anna have grown stuff in tandem. That's the kind of relationship we have. Uh, But I planted loads of veg. I was about to list them and then I realised I'm at the risk of becoming very boring. This morning, there were three cigarette butts in my vegetable pot. No. Absolutely. I'm saying no because I will not have it. Three. Three of them, Anna. Over the fence, into me radishes. I don't even really like radishes, but that's not the point. They're the only thing that's growing. The point is you're growing them in the ground. The first day I planted them, they decided to clean their patio and it all came under the fence and just drowned all my seeds. So I was like, well, it's not their fault. They didn't know, whatever. But cigarette butts, are you fucking kidding me? Three though. Three. Three? Throw them in your own plants. That's not cool. But then... Water coming under a fence is one thing, Emily, but... Throwing your fag butts into someone else's garden. Excuse me. Thrice. Thrice. But thrice. And so John was like, do you want me to say something? And I'm like, what's the point? Because if you're the kind of person to do that, you don't, you know that's not a cool thing to do. I mean, (laughs) what's the point? The point is. Oh yeah, we're talking to, I don't know if you've heard the last episode. (laughs) Ms. Leong Brophy is not a... A tongue biter, but I'm I'm no. like oh don't let this be the thing that starts the beef. Just fucking, I might just I've saved them. I have not thrown them away. I'm going full passag with them. Got a little bucket, put them in. But maybe now you could just be like oh hey guys um I think are these oh you're right. <laughs> I love that you tried. You do have to just. Oh, you just guys, have to fully say. To see can you not put your cigarette butts over? Yeah. The, I feel like they'll be like, we didn't, and I'll be like, you obviously did, and then I'll question myself, and I'll be like, maybe foxes did it, or there's a like a, an addicted squirrel. I don't know. Oh, it might be the squirrels, and then you'd feel a fool. Or a magpie. Magpie might pick it out of their ashtray come over to us and be like oh this is gross and just spew it out you never know yeah you, you've made a really strong case for the magpies i think i'm sick of making <laughs> excuses for magpies anna <laughs> and yet you'll continue to do it won't one you, for sorrow two for joy three for a veg patch four for <laughs> lung problems later in life 
yes, they do vote Conservative, but they've had a very different upbringing. <laughs> it was a different time. It was a different time. <laughs> Speaking of, yes. maybe we should get oh. back to uh, Wizard of Oz. I think we should. I mean, the pyrotechnics in the wizard's chamber. Are you about to go into the health and safety of the wizard's chamber? How much fire there was there means there was a huge amount of like, you know, accelerant. There was a shit ton. I was like, those four actors were probably choking. Yeah. On just the fumes. She was high, mate. She was waiting for the bass to drop with like the big (laughs) fire. Oh my god. And I think I read ages ago that the guy who played the Tin Man, he he's actually the second iteration. The first guy, whatever they were putting on his skin to make him melted silver, him. uh melted him. No, um made him really unwell and I think, you know, kind of affected his nervous system and Oh my they days. had to replace him, yeah. And then they didn't they didn't change the product. They were like, Who's got tougher skin? Yeah, yeah. The physicality of those guys. Oh, so good. And that's where you're like... Okay, okay. important question. Shag, marry, kill. (gasps) Tin man, scarecrow, lion. Such a great question. Shag, marry, kill. Tin man, scarecrow, lion, go. Okay. I think I'd marry the scarecrow. Oh. No. Yeah, yeah. I I think so. The, the, The difficult thing is tin man reminds me of my auntie Monica. I don't think you have a good sex life with the scarecrow, babe. With the scarecrow? We can't stand up. He's very soft. He's got a head. What? <laughs> He's got a mouth. True say. True say. Hang on, did you just say the Tin Man reminds you of your Auntie Monica? Yeah, you just glossed over it. Because <laughs> you were too obsessed no. by about the amount of sex I was going to have penis. with <laughs> So, uh, can we talk about your Auntie Monica and what? Yeah. How? In what way? Mm, I don't know. Something about the Silver. Eyes. <laughs> Silver. Doesn't have a heart. <laughs> cries a lot. Needs oiling. I wish I knew which of those three things you just mentioned. I don't know why. Something about the eyes and the kind of mannerisms. I'm like, oh, Auntie Mon. So I guess I'd have to kill... I mean, not that I want to kill my auntie. Oh my God, what? But I can't marry my auntie. Oh, uh, so, I, so I guess I'd have to kill her. <laughs> Um, yeah. Can't marry my auntie, so I'm I'll probably have to kill her. Shag the lion. I'd marry the scarecrow. Okay, fine. Yeah, okay. You couldn't yeah. marry the lion. He's too. He's too much. Courage. Well, he reminds Courage. me of John. <laughs> Put him up. Put him up. I do really. I do really like him. But I've made a baby with the lion. Essentially. Yeah, you're gonna have a little Simba. <laughs> <laughs> Everything the light touches. He's he's great, woof, but. Yeah, so you've basically married the lion, so... So you're killing your Auntie Monica. The lion. Yeah. Can you, you're killing Tin Man. Tin Man, not, your, not my auntie, she can stay. Shagging the lion, and you're marrying the scarecrow. Yeah, I'm happy with that. How about you? All right, okay. So I think I'm gonna kill the scarecrow. Mm-hmm. Wow, why? I've got enough. I like him. Why keep him? He's the why? best. Yeah, but one man's something is another man's... Popery. You know, <laughs> So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna marry the lion. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep with the Tin Man. Really? Yeah. And you're mugging me off about. I think you'd be quite. Mate, you'd be quite a sensitive lover. Hmm. Too sensitive. No. Yeah. If he cries afterwards, it's fine. We're only sleeping together. I've got a husband who's yeah. a lion. But aren't you Aren't you meant to choose someone who's gonna give you a good role? Yeah, I said role. What? So am I gonna have a sexless marriage with no roles with the lion? Yeah, but no, I'm gonna get loads. Hang on a minute. In this scenario where you're having to choose out of three fictional characters <laughs> not you're going to shag, shag, marry or kill, you're deciding yeah. that in your, your enforced marriage mm. you, that you have to have sex. I don't have to. I probably want to. Okay. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I'll probably sleep with the scarecrow before I kill him as well. Sleep with them all, marry one, because, you know, I'm a traditional girl. Sure. Before the murdering spree. And kill one. Yeah. Just, you know, see how it feels. Mm-hmm. And that brings us into our true true crime podcast. <laughs> oh, wow. 
We are different people, aren't we? I'm really glad we had that chat. It's very revealing. Yeah. I'll tell you, okay, who would you, if you had to, choose out of the two uh, witches? Wicked Witch of the South. Never mentioned. Or Good Witch of the South. Yeah. Where's the Witch of the South, Anna? What is wrong with Glinda's voice? <laughs> I couldn't marry <laughs> She's awful. Ooh, my pretty. Oh, no, I, that was more Gollum. It was, but it was a good Gollum. Oh, my God, we haven't talked about the thing that I thought was the most disturbing thing. <gasps> what is it? Emily, <laughs> guess what it is. Guess what the most disturbing thing is. It's not about Glinda. It's got to do with the other witch. Oh, the, the Wicked Witch of the West? What's the most disturbing thing? The monkey. The monkeys! The monkeys are fucking terrifying! Stop shouting into that mic. Oh my God! The monkeys are <laughs> horrific. Well, the thing is, the physicality is so good as well that I was like, is that a fucking monkey? Oh, I wrote, the flying monkeys are an absolute fucking shit show. And I stand by that. <laughs> they are so frightening they're painted blue in case you haven't seen it you're not watching it or whatever they are actual monkeys they're dressed like bellboys with fucking are are they monkeys yeah they're not all monkeys i think they're played by humans sometimes all i could look at were the monkeys and they also the woman playing the very well trained yeah really well trained the woman playing the wicked witch is basically on a set with five or six terrifying wild animals surrounding yeah. her. Yeah, well, there's a lead There's a lead artist off her tits with three dressed-up monkeys in front of her. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. The monkeys, if I was that actress, whoever it was who was playing the Wicked Witch, who was very, very good, actually, have to say. Yeah, I made me want to watch Wicked. Yeah, I've never seen it. but um, Me neither. Yeah. Oh. Well, one day. One day we'll review mm. on this show. These frightening, frightening... They've painted the faces blue... But giving them some lipstick, don't worry about it. Popped a bit of lipstick. Can't be seen without your lipstick. (laughs) How would you fly? And she's talking. She's having full-on conversations. But they're listening to her. They're listening to her, but they look... Oh, my God. They look like an absolute acid nightmare. They are so They're so scary. So, hang on. In this film... There are real monkeys. Yep. There's a horse which has been painted so many colours. why? I don't think that was done in post. I think that was a real oh, painted yeah. horse. There is no post. There it's is at one point when the witch is spying on them, there's a tropical bird just above them, which is real. Oh. It was just like a small scene, doesn't really do much. The tropical bird. Then, for no reason whatsoever, there are vultures which are fake with LED eyes. Oh, and the LED like, eyes. Oh, Spent all the budget on the pyros, did you? But bearing in mind this is 80 years ago, the special effects are pretty damn great. Like, the bubble that Glinda arrives and leaves in is really cool. Like, I'm quite into it. Also, the set is incredible. Insane. So, I just, it must have been so trippy to be on that set I'd love to see a behind the scenes kind of thing I'd just love to see how they got on and what was going on but alas Mm. we cannot I I feel like it's time to ask if it's still legit but am I wrong no I think you're absolutely right it all feels really linked at the end to this idea that this obsession with keeping Judy Garland young it links up in the film as well yeah this young woman who is living with her elderly relatives on a farm in the middle of nowhere, instead of being taught about the outside world and encouraged to understand that at some point, very soon, she's going to have to go out into the world and make friends with more than a dog, she's being convinced throughout the whole thing, the story is just, do not leave home. Yeah. Which would maybe make sense if it was, this was like Matilda and she was an eight-year-old. Do you think that's got something to do with the time it was as well then? Stay young, stay home. The book was written in 1900. I'm wondering how old she's meant to be in the book. Because, yeah, it's saying young girl, young girl. I th- she just seems so on the cusp of womanhood. Yeah, you know? she absolutely does. Yeah. So it feels bizarre for her to have to have this kind of motto. Whereas if, like, a 10-year-old girl is trying to run away, it's a good thing to be like, remember, be strong, everything you need is in, within you and you don't need to leave your house to, to do that and so on. 
but not a 16 year old and she does look 16 and i think it comes down to that for me as well if you took the film on its own i would say absolutely it is still legit some of the themes are a bit but not in in some of the other things that we've reviewed on this show a lot less legit and she's like a woman she's going on her own she's doing it she's the lead she like you say she takes people to task she stands up for herself she never has to she's not chasing like a a prince charming or anything like that there's no love story no her and the dog which is fine but you have to i think with this knowing what we know about how she was treated Mm. absolutely not legit so not legit and it's, it's more the culture of the film and i'm sure a lot of films around that time yeah. Not legit. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's tricky. I mean, hmm, I don't know if I'm sort of going Or maybe back it's on it. still legit, but educate yourself. It's still legit, but it's important to know yeah. the situation what you're watching. If we would show that to your kid, for example, at some yeah. point and they enjoyed it, I would then want to have that conversation at the end and be like, But you don't have to say <laughs> was off a tits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. By the way, she was absolutely off her fucking tits. Um, yeah, but just to be like, yes, there's no place like home, but that doesn't have to mean staying at home. Like, you, you're your home, you go and do your thing and be who you want to be, rather than... Yeah, come back if I'm sick, but not if a carnival man tells you I'm sick and I'm not really. She was never sick. It's a really weird plot thing. Because, oh my God, she's sick, and that is the one bit in the whole film that's like, no, she's not. I think because they're trying to keep Dorothy so saccharine sweet for the whole thing. At the top of the film, you really want her to be like a miserable little brat. You want her, yeah. you want her to be like, fuck off, Aunt Em. I don't care about you. She I'm needs not- to learn her lesson. Yeah, so then, you know, I want to see the world. But by making the reason that she leaves not be the obvious thing that it should be, which is... She's got stars in her eyes. She wants to run away and join the circus. This traveling man comes Which through. And then she's so like... so easy to write. These people don't understand me. I deserve more. This is boring. Yeah. I'm bored. I'm bored. I don't appreciate the fact that I'm loved and cared for. I'm bored. I don't care. But actually, she's like being really loving and sweet. And she just cares about Trying her fucking dog. Trying to keep her dog, dog alive. Yeah. So actually... There is no real journey that she needs to make. And the journey that she does make and comes back from does not affect, we're just reiterating this, that woman is still going to fucking kill her dog. Yeah, so... or she's going to kill that woman. There's going to be a showdown. <laughs> exactly. And I just don't think Auntie or Henry have really got her back. I think it's going to be about a week and she's like, oh no, you're not sick. And also, fuck you guys. <laughs> hey, hey, put hey. my dog in a basket. And also, why are these three men so, like, into me? <laughs> Don't they have any kids my age that maybe I could, like, hang out with? Because... Three men and a little lady, but old school. Yeah, very old school. Oh, my God, we should do that. Oh, three my God. Three men and a little lady. Yes. <gasps> we have to see if it's, like, watchable, like, where it is. So, what are we going to do next week? Okay, next week, we are going to do... The Waterboy. I haven't seen it. Have you? I, I, well, maybe I have. Shut up. I think no. I've seen bits of. <gasps> I know it's an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. Oh, I've seen it a lot. Oh, come on. Don't give me the silence like I haven't watched Shawshank Redemption. No, no, or no. I'm which, not. Which, by I'm the just... way, I haven't. What? <laughs> I haven't. I've never seen any of the Jaws movies, but I could win a quiz on it because I used to do the bamboozle quiz, quiz on Teletext, and I've never seen a Bond movie. <laughs> and <laughs> You've never I've... seen a Bond movie? No. You've never, never, ever seen a Bond movie? Never seen a Bond movie. What the fuck I've is going Austin on? Austin Powers. Right. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. like saying you've never heard a Beatles song, but you know who the Kaiser Chiefs are. You're giving me a tone as if to say, why have I set up a show where we review films <laughs> which Emily has? Why isn't we just doing a, a show where we were like, Emily will watch films that she should have watched and then we'll figure out what she thinks about Sorry. them. She's never seen a Bond film. No, I've never seen a Bond film, never seen a Jaws film. I mean, you don't have to see a Jaws film, you just have to see Jaws. Oh, all right, sauce. I don't know, a franchise. I think there's a franchise. Oh my goodness, me. Or Schindler's List. Never seen that. I haven't seen Schindler's List, so actually, there you go. But it's because yeah. I get sad. But my friend does live in a, a flat and there is do you know there's a company called schindler's lift i when you said 
<laughs> my friend does live in her. I was like, what is the next word? No, she lives in a block of a flat and the company name of the lift's in there, Schindler's Lift. And oh, I think that's shit. wonderful. <laughs> so next week is The Water Boy. The Water Boy, Which yeah. by next week I will have watched. So watch your mouth. Okay. Then we're going to have to do some Bond films then because... It'll be so interesting you being like, yeah, I really like the way that they parody Austin Powers. <laughs> mm, it's a bit too similar. To, <laughs> it's a bit too similar to that. So yeah, we'll do that. We'll do The Water Boy. That's lovely. Please watch it and come and join us next week. Or just join us anyway. We'll, we'll talk about it. You'll feel as if you've watched it. If you've got any films, books, TV programmes that you want to know the legitimacy of, but you can't be bothered to go back and watch them yourself. Songs and artists as well, yeah. Songs and artists, yeah. 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 Is it still legit at gmail.com? Oh, by the way, just on that little throwback session, do you know I have had two messages from last week's episode? Two doesn't sound a lot, but it did only go out the other day. Um, I've had two messages saying... That they've got the Ali McBeal soundtrack that they got from a Virgin Megastore. Oh my God. Everyone got their Ali McBeal soundtracks from Virgin Megastores. So you're saying that maybe I sold those listeners their their Ali McBeal soundtrack. You could have. I've also, all my other messages, I, in our first ever episode, slag off my boyfriend for putting peas in everything. We have reviewed so many programs. Why do I keep getting so many messages about peas? Yeah, I've been getting a lot of messages about cinnamon and nutmeg gravy. And people really <laughs> fall on one side of the line. It's like the real Marmite of gravy. So If you don't know what we're talking about, you have to go back to the... Is it the pilot episode? Uh, no, it's, it's the, the first, first episode. episode. First official episode. Short Circuit 2. We've got at Still Legit Podcast on Instagram. Is it still legit at gmail.com. And join us next week where we will be talking about The Water Boy. Yeah. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you.